There is a brand new remake of Father of the Bride on HBO. This would be, I think, the second remake. The original movie was from the 1950s. There was a remake with Steve Martin in 1991. This one is, let's call it a Latinx remake, or as they say in the show, Latinx remake. Latinx, Latinx, Latinx. yeah. <laughs> and it's got a tremendous cast. I mean, any movie with Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan in the lead role already has my vote. This one's also got Adria Arjona, who we last saw, I'm going to say in Sweet Girl, because she played the mother. She had a small part in that. And I bring up Sweet Girl because the movie also stars Isabella Merced, who played the main character in Sweet Girl. And I think what I liked most about this film was that it didn't feel like a cheap remake. It didn't feel like something they did for the sake of it. This one kind of delved so deep into the culture that it became its own film. Yeah. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, the story is very straightforward and it's age old. Daughter comes back with new fiancé, father of the bride, the titular father of the bride, goes through some issues in being able to let his daughter go. Has stuff to deal with. (laughs) Has stuff to deal with. In this case, the father of the bride is Andy Garcia, who is just like the coolest man in the world. And so watching him, I don't know, man, I've loved Andy Garcia from all the way back, even in Godfather Part 3. I like this Andy Garcia. I like the older, slightly more... But he's still fucking suave and cool, though. What I'm saying is I prefer the not-so-angry Andy Garcia. Oh, for sure. The early iterations of Andy Garcia are the... I'm angry, I'm moody, Andy Garcia. This one is just the, I don't care anymore, I'm Andy fucking Garcia. I love it. And so there's a wedding that takes place and everything kind of plays out in a rather predictable manner. Like you've seen this movie before. You've seen it not just in Father of the Bride, but also My Big Fat Greek Wedding. You've Mm. seen this kind of derivation, if you will, many, many times. And yet, I think there is something about this particular version that's directed by Gaz Alazraki, which stands out. And for me, it's because he actually does something different with it. Mm, And he doesn't just do something different with regards to the fact that, oh, it's all based in Latinx culture. Nope, that's not it. He does something different in the character of Andy Garcia. So in the Steve Martin version, he was just a dad who had trouble letting go of his beloved daughter. It doubled down on the father-daughter relationship. This one has that But it also, it gives the father a little more character. Because Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan's characters are going through some sort of marital problems themselves. They're on the verge of a divorce. And so his bad behavior doesn't just boil down to the fact that, oh, he needs to learn to let go. Like, it totally opened up the movie for me. Like, I didn't see that coming. I wasn't sure about it at first because I like, I love... Oh, for sure. The Steve Martin version? Ah, yeah. But I think the problem is is because it's Steve Martin, right? As you're saying, as you're talking now, the story feels very straightforward. There's a father who can't let go. Hijinks ensue. They all fall in love again. Everybody's happy at the end of the film. Whereas here, there is more to it. There's there's a reason for the, the father character to be a little loopy, to be a little unhinged even. His emotional outbursts are not just because he's having trouble letting go that his uh, his daughter getting married it's that he's dealing with stuff on his own that he's not trying to tell people there's too much change and he is an old man 
who's set in his ways and he can't change as quickly. I think that's the point of this film, which really adds a whole new layer. Like I was, I started off watching the movie and I was thinking, okay, they've just done the Latino version of this. They've done the Indian version of it, the Greek version of it. I thought it was a diversity play, right? Yep. And I'm so happy that the writer did so much more with it. It felt like a different movie. I think my only sort of small complaint would be that they've given Andy Garcia's character another daughter to worry about. And I'm not entirely sure I liked that. I loved Isabel Merced in this, but I just feel like that focus was split. In the Steve Martin version, he had a he had a little boy, right? He had a son. Yeah, Kieran. Kieran Culkin. Yeah, so I think it feels like they could have focused it a little bit better on just the one daughter. I think because the show's called Father of the Bride, I would have liked to have been more on the relationship between Andy Garcia and the daughter as opposed to the second sister also trying to find her way in the fashion world and all that. Let me tell you why that worked for me, right? Because for me, having the two girls and one clearly being the favorite did a lot to show me how similar both of them were. The fact that they were at loggerheads was actually because they are the same person. Yes. So for me, that kind of worked to set up that dynamic the other reason, the second reason why that worked for me was because Isabella Merced's character is kind of queer-coded. They don't necessarily spell it out, but yeah. it's very apparent that she's gay. And for me, yeah. that's setting up Father of the Bride Part 2 with a new conflict okay. and a new daughter to get married. There was this moment at the end when she's talking to her girlfriend and they're at the bar. To be fair, to be fair, it's not her girlfriend. She's talking to someone that might be of interest. Uh, one of the one of the bridesmaids. And Andy Garcia walks up to the both of them and as the bridesmaid walks away, he goes, I really like her. Yes. And so it's like he knows, but he doesn't say it. So for me, that was a backdoor pilot kind of set up to Father of the Bride Part 2, which I am in for. I am, I'm, I'm completely game for that. I agree. Yeah. I just feel like I don't disagree with anything you said. I think all those things make sense. I just feel like I don't know if I wanted to spend as much time with that character as I did. What the Steve Martin film did very well was really focus in on Steve Martin's character. Yes. You know, whereas here it feels like I have moments with the sister that's getting married and then I get moments with the other sister and I just feel like I don't need these things because the show's called Father of the Bride. Show me more Andy Garcia, goddammit. Watching this kind of reminded me how universal the story is. Like, (laughs) I haven't seen the Father of the Bride movies in ages. I remember watching My Big Fat Greek Wedding and I was like, oh, actually, (laughs) it could just as much be called My Big Fat Indian Wedding because all of those cultural checkpoints are really on the nose. That father-daughter relationship kind of transcends whiteness, blackness, Latino-ness, whatever you want to call it. As I was watching this, there was an immediate sense of family, like the casting, the direction, the scripting, all of them felt incredibly natural in their roles. The fact that the grandmother always had Vicks in her purse, like my grandmother always had Tiger Balm, but there would be Tiger yeah. Balm all over the house because that was the universal cure to everything. You got a cough, sniff it. You're, you're sneezing, sniff it. You got a headache, just rub some on your temples. Stomachache, yeah. put it on your stomach. Like, you know, it's the universal cure. All of those little moments really serve to enrich in this movie. And, and of course, the fact that the father, I mean, Andy Garcia's part, it's my dad. It's my dad and my sister. It's I see all of it play out in the same way. This idea of, oh, coming up from nothing and you've worked so hard to build up your career. Are you giving it all away? All of that stuff. It's completely universal. And it's a great film in that sense. Yeah, there's a lot of really 
interesting, fun, beautiful moments. And I think I really want more of this. I really want more of Father's Bride. I, I love a TV show. Even their daughter, Sofia Herrera, the one that gets married, her husband-to-be was also great. He's not familiar. I, I'm assuming they are famous in Mexico. I'm assuming that they are well-established there. But He's a Mexican actor, right? Yeah, I think he's a Mexican actor. I mean, the, the director is also the director and producer for Netflix's Club de Juegos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the first Spanish language or first Mexican series on Netflix. I had a lot of fun with this show. My only other complaint, I'm being very nitpicky, but like I wish the music was a little more Latin. I love the music in the show. Like they've got just, just sort of background scoring. I loved the lounge jazz they were doing there, but... It being set in Miami, it being set between two South American families, I wish they had leaned into it and played some Cuban music, some some Mexican Latin music. It feels, again, stupid nitpick, but I keep getting pulled out every time they go into an aerial shot. But it's highlighted by the fact that at the end, they use this really cool Latin <laughs> version of Lucky, right? Yeah. When that kicks in, you're just immediately reminded of how mediocre the rest of the score was yes not 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 mediocre not but mediocre, just but uh, templated bland. it felt very templated and bland yes exactly it felt really white bread it felt like what i assume the music in the steve martin father of the bride would have been and it yes. just feels a little out of place that's it i thought the film was incredibly well shot in the sense that i like when directors do stuff with these sorts of movies because it's very easy to kind of sit back and go you know what it's rom-com we're just going to kind of shoot it the way all rom-coms are shot, right? But there was one particular moment in which, obviously, this isn't a spoiler. It happens in all of these movies. Some kind of tragedy strikes. And in this case, mm. it's a storm in Miami. And the wedding that they have planned, they can't go through with, so they need to make alternate plans. And the whole sequence of them setting up the house. those alternate plans and setting up the house... It feels like a weird one It wasn't a one right? It was a kind of a faked one It's a fake one yeah. But the way it kind of moved through the house, through all of the setup, and without pause culminated in Andy Garcia walking his daughter down the aisle was fantastic because it told you everything you need to know and had all the emotional feels. And it ended at just the right moment with the mariachi band playing Here Comes the Bride. That's what a good oneer is it isn't just a hey look at me i can do stuff it's a quick way of setting up character it's a quick way of setting up tone it's a quick way of setting up character development right so in this particular one they pop into the kitchen where gloria estefan's character ingrid is setting up the food and then it goes outside to to andy garcia's i guess business partner who's who's setting up the roast pig so there's it's all set up for character. It's all set up for movement. It's not just, hey, let's have fun and do a little montage sequence. It's a, it's a great way of essentially setting up the house for this wedding. It shows the passage of time without showing the passage of time. Mm, yeah. like, obviously, all of this isn't happening in 30 seconds or a yes. minute, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you get that time has passed with the shifting light and the fact that everyone has suddenly gathered for this big party. And it's really well done. I like it when directors do that, when they take something as, I guess, commonplace as a rom-com and kind of elevate it using fancy camera work. And Again, it's... It could have so easily have been a montage sequence, but that would have been lazy, right? So they went and did something different with it. And I, yeah, you're right. It absolutely should be applauded. Father of the Bride had the highest viewing numbers 
for a original film release on HBO Max, a oh, non-theatrical. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Which is very cool because I think that kind of bodes well for more Father of the Bride shows. It's really weird. Like, I really want more of these. Mm. I think I just enjoyed these characters and spending time with them. But also, Roxanne turned 35 years old. You wrote a little something on the site. Yeah. And you were talking about how people don't kind of make these modern retellings anymore. And for me, this isn't necessarily a modern retelling, but it is because it's based on a book. It's a different take on that story. The yeah. fact that it's set within the Latinx community means it's a different take on that story. And so this is the kind of mid to low budget movies that I want to see more of because yeah. they're kind of joyous and delightful and just, you know, it's fun. It makes you happy. This is the kind of films that you assumed Netflix would make, right? To be fair, other than Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan, the cast isn't particularly notable, you know? But that's not a bad thing. They're all kind of up and coming. I also like the fact that it was up and coming. I like that the husband-to-be isn't Pedro Pascal. You know, I like that he isn't a notable, famous name. I liked that all these people are not, are fresh people because it's always nice to see new faces. It's always nice to see new faces for us. They may not be new for Mexican people but you know for us they are and I like I like that there's a character called Junior and then his son is called Junior Junior yes <laughs> there are all these cute little things I mean another thing to look out for they have a flashback sequence in the beginning which shows um, Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan's wedding uh, Billy and Ingrid's wedding and the young Ingrid is played by Gloria Estefan's daughter oh really I did not know that I was wondering oh, cool. why she looked so like I was like, what is this de-aging technology? Did yes, they find I, someone who looks I thought like it was, Estefan? I thought it was just really good casting. Oh no, it was her daughter. Nice. It was her daughter, which was very, very cool. I had a blast. This is this is a this this was a great movie. It was a lot of fun. It's on HBO. Uh, it's a HBO Max original, but it's also available on HBO Go. So we don't get all of the Max originals. So sometimes we get them kind of later than the US. But this one had a simultaneous release. So more of that, please, HBO. Bring these movies here as you release them in the United States. We like them. As you were saying earlier, Bahe, it is a testament to the kind of movies that we want to see made when they're done well. Like Netflix tries to keep making these movies and they may actually release 10 of them like in a year, if not more. But so many of them are so mediocre. I don't know why they're going after that market. Why aren't they making these movies? Why aren't they making Father of the Bride style, fun, Roxanne style, you know, mid-range, mid-budget, simple, but good movies? We are super apprehensive about these sorts of remakes because more often than not, they tend to be garbage. But this is one of those rare occasions where when you get a good writer and you get a good director mm. and you're not doing something just for the sake of it, like you strike upon a cool angle, a good angle, so that it isn't just a remake because, hey, we've got this property. It's been 30 years. Let's do it again. This is a testament to how good it can actually be. The idea of looking back through your library as a studio doesn't have to be just making bad remakes. You're right, exactly. Paramount Plus with the offer. You know, sh do I want to see another Godfather? No, please. Never remake that movie. But tell a story about the making of it. That's fine. That's great. Those are characters you own for the most part. Father of the Bride, the same thing. Don't remake the Steve Martin version. Give me something else. Do a different take on the idea of the Father of the Bride. And when you do it well, when you do it with people who are willing to tell a different story who are who want to tell a different story it can come off as really fun absolutely father of the bride 
It's now streaming on HBO Go. We strongly urge you to check this out. This is one you can watch with the whole family. It is, funnily enough, the kind of movie we used to go watch with the whole family at the cinemas back in the 90s when we were kids. And it's joyous. It's delightful. You should check it out. Let us know what you think when you do. You know how to reach out. Goggler.my, all of our social media feeds. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.